G'day humans, what's a good boy? It's Chris Funny here with Fruity Alex for another edition of Wrestling All Star. Fruity, are you ready? <laughs> yes! <laughs> no! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Wait, wrong character. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Challenges, ready! Gladiators, ready! Ah, uh, yes, we are talking about the very first episode of Australian Gladiators from... Uh, 1995. Why? I have fond memories of this show as a kid. (laughs) Like, I used to love this. So much so to the point that when it came back in, like, 2008, me and a group of my mates would, like, get together every Sunday and we'd just, like, eat... Each Sunday, we'd take turns of whose house we're going to have it at, and we'll have a big dinner and stuff, and then we'll watch Gladiators. And then for the big finale of that season, we all dressed up as our favourite Gladiator. <laughs> oh, it did come yeah. back. There you go. I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, 2008. So it was... Yeah, so it was just a bunch of... Um, it was about... Nine or ten of like nine or ten of us, and yeah, we're a bunch of like 18, 19 year old dudes, and we're just getting together every week to have have dinner and eat party pies and or Sunday roasts or whatever, and watch gladiators. <laughs> yeah, I suppose the series was similar to uh, Australian Ninja Warrior. In a sense, except you're not battling against people, you're just doing the obstacle course. Yeah, it's like a more physical contact version of like Ninja Warrior, where Gladiators is more like man on man contact. And for that reason, I don't know, we'll probably discuss it later. But I don't think with everything we know now, I don't know if having, like, a bunch of, like, professional athletes beat up, like, just random housewives and stuff um, and, like, tackling them off the top of a pyramid. (laughs) I I don't know if that would fly today with everything we know about CTE. (laughs) But, But it looks fun. Ah, like, as a kid, like, I was enthralled by the concept of gladiators. Like, it um, blew my mind. So, I do remember watching this as a kid. Should we go through the uh, the challenges tonight on the episode that you've chosen? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, season 1, episode 1 from 1995. Uh, the two female challenges are... Uh, where are we? It is... Uh, so, uh, Gina and Heather. Like, the most, like, 90s names for a couple of, like, people in their 30s. (laughs) Like, especially, like, from my memory, Heather is the housewife that started doing bodybuilding. It's like, yeah, of course that's someone's mum. Heather, (laughs) like, people are only named Heather after they have their first two kids. (laughs) Uh, And the... Male contestants, Clinton and Howard. Oh, boy. Yeah, another example of names. Um, 
guess you can't guess which one uh just from the names alone humans bet you can't guess which one's the young guy and which one's the older guy no clinton isn't the young isn't the older guy howard is the older guy and boy does he have a tough time on this episode yeah yeah absolutely um but what about the gladiators very excited to talk about this because i don't know if you're aware yeah that i believe our hometown has a bit of a link with one of the gladiators we saw tonight oh geez um <laughs> you can run through it then if you like run through the uh list of gladiators yeah so we had um there's commando oh no no, that's uh, season two and three. I have watched all the pretty much like the first three seasons in the last few months. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, there's Condor, who looks like kind of looks like a combination of like Chris Candido. Uh, Crash Holly and Hardcore Holly with his bleach blonde like crew cut. Uh, there's Cougar, Boss, Hammer, uh, Taipan, uh, Tower, who uh, like always enthralled me as a kid, and then our favorite, our favorite Vulcan, who is uh known somewhat on the Australian independent wrestling circuit for running uh, his own wrestling school at the moment and even has his own promotion Vulcan Championship Wrestling Really? Yep Yeah Yeah. Because I noticed on the show they were talking up that he was a um, professional wrestling champion Yes uh, Oh for IWA yeah, he was a champ for IWA, and now he runs his own wrestling school, which is also a fitness center, and, like, they occasionally, I don't know about during the pandemic, but pre-pandemic, they were running shows, Vulcan Championship Wrestling. And he's also um, been in Fat Pizza. Wait, yeah. That James Bond movie? Yep. He's been in the world, he's not enough. Yep. Dude, he got he got really popular in the late 90s, man. Like, wh- when he showed up on Fat Pizza, he was, like, way past his popularity, so that was kind of, like, hilarious. That was kind of the joke, like, oh, my God, that's Vulcan. Remember Vulcan? <laughs> but when he was in that James Bond movie, it was like, yeah, everyone knows Vulcan, in Australia at least. Um the... Yeah, and the wrestling tie-in is that he was trained by the great Boris Malenko, the father of Dean. Ooh. Yeah, so he, so you'd assume he's got a bit of technical ability, too, if he's trained by a Malenko. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what I've, about... I've never seen him wrestle, though. So, <laughs> uh, As for the females... um. Alrighty. So there is uh, Blade, Cheetah, uh, Delta, Electra, Flame, Fury, 
Glacier, not that one, wrestling fans. Um, Rebel, not Reba. Um, and then Storm. Not Tony. Not Tony. But uh, I'm just going to quickly just... Yeah, so um, there's one uh, called Storm. Uh, Her real shoot name is actually, according to friend of the show, Warwick Thompson, Lorraine. Um, And she is a former world like karate champion, all that sort of stuff. And her link to Rutherglen is uh, she's really good friends with uh, Warwick's parents-in-law and i believe the rumor is that she owned a farm in the late 90s or like early 2000s in rutherglen that she would occasionally like come visit at because she was very wealthy at one point and probably still is who knows because she had work as russell crowe's bodyguard wow yeah so there's your little Rutherglen tie-in. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so um, I actually remember as a kid hearing rumours that not Russell Crowe's bodyguard lived in Rutherglen. I heard rumours as a kid that Russell Crowe owned a farm in Rutherglen. That's how the grapevine works. <laughs> um, <laughs> Literally. Yeah, exactly. But um, all these years later, Warwick gives me that information as I tell it, as I messaged him a few months ago, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, fr- friend of the in-laws, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's that rumor I heard. It must have been her that owned that property." Um, yeah. So I thought that was cool as hell. Um, yeah, the gladiators. Let's talk about the intro quickly. Yeah. Did you notice anything peculiar that um, uh, Hammer and Condor were wearing in the intro? Not until you pointed it out. (laughs) So, um, I don't know, like, if there was this whole new 90s thing where it's like, oh, there's this new technology in uh fitness wear for men so let's try it out for gladiators and you just got like condor and hammer i think it was hammer um in this intro just like hanging out looking tough but they're wearing sports bras like full-on like looks like female sports bras (laughs) and it's just so like tough like later on in this episode we get like, before each commercial break, there's, like, this little thing, like, they'll have, like, a gladiator, and he'll be like, oh, hang tough, not in not in your best dreams, mate. And then, like, commercial, and be like, oh, pyramid, you're not going to climb up that. Um, and then there was just one with Condor. I did not even hear what he said. Because I was too enthralled by the fact that he was trying to act all tough, trying to cut this mean mug promo whilst he's wearing a sports bra. <laughs> like, hey, it's 2021. If you want to wear a sports bra, that's all cool. 
it just looked really out of place in this testosterone-filled, like, gladiator thing. <laughs> and also, yeah. um, I believe it's Taipan, the um, dude with the long, black, straight hair, in the intro, he's playing the electric guitar, and it's like, bed back in that. I'm looking at the notes on that. He has no idea what he's doing. Just so you know, humans. <laughs> uh, should we get to the first challenge? Let's do it. So it is Gauntlet, where they have to run past five gladiators in a um, in sort of this little straight tunnel thing. Uh, it's like gladiators. a half pipe. Yeah, that's the best yeah. way to describe it. Uh, each gladiator is in their own section. There's five sections. You have to get to the end within 20 seconds to win 10 points. Yeah, like, uh, one gladiator will have, like, that big foam silver stick to try to push you out. Then the one behind it will have, like, these two big square pads, and then they sort of alternate. Um, yeah. I talk about the referee. Yes. Um, do you want to fill the humans in on who this is? Because I was trying to figure it out, and I forgot his name, so I can't Google it. <laughs> Because he, he's someone, he's a sports person of something that I should know. <laughs> Not that I know. I can't, I didn't take note of his name. Hang I on. thought you would have. Hang on. All right, we're going to have to cut all that bit out then so we don't sound silly. <laughs> Leave it in. It's fine. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, he's some old, is it Josh? Alexander? No, that would be your current X Division champion in uh, WWE. Uh, in Impact, sorry, not WWE. I am trying to figure this out. Uh, John Alexander, you're close. Oh. Uh, it is not the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, but <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny to have seen like a referee and he's got his little earmuffs on like Rick Steiner and Josh Alexander. Um, <laughs> jo John Alexander is a current Australian politician and former professional tennis player. He's a politician? Apparently so. According yeah. to Google. I, I knew he was a tennis player. I just didn't want to say it earlier just in case I was wrong. <laughs> um, I was like, it's either tennis or golf. It's one of those sort of sports that I have absolutely no interest in. No offence to tennis and golf fans. Oh, and um, the Australian Open doubles twice. Yeah, have a look at that. It's um, like Davis team Cup. Tennis. Yeah, yeah. Davis Cup tournament win. Um, yeah, wow, is it? His highest ranking uh, in singles was eight and doubles was 15. That's pretty good. Yeah. Tired than I'm ever going to get. Yeah. He's won a Davis Cup. He's won an Aussie Open twice, by the looks of things. Uh, um, yeah. Sort of a odd choice here for the referee, but he does make his presence felt throughout the show. Yeah, definitely. He's very good in his role. Like, yeah, the whole gladi gladiator ready, challenger ready thing is, like, iconic to any 
television fans of this era. Because if you didn't have pay TV, you had like five channels. So chances are you're probably going to watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, and then like in the 2008 season, they had Mike Whitney as the referee. Uh, famous uh, for playing cricket for Australia and also hosting Who Dares Wins at this point uh, during the 90s. Um, if I find an episode, you you better believe we're going to be reviewing one if I find one. <laughs> um, so after Gauntlet and that little side tangent, um, Gina's on five, Heather's on zero, and meanwhile for the men... They both end up scoring no points. Yeah, oh, they got the crap beat out of them, and Vulcan's just being a stud. Yeah, it was like Vulcan and Tau. Vulcan was the first one they had to run into, and then yeah. Tau was at the very end, and it's just like, you can tell Vulcan's game plan. I'm just going to lay on them for a bit so they're real tired, and once I can tell that they're tired, I'll let them go. <laughs> And then <laughs> it works. Is, yeah, it works a thousand percent of the time. And then by the time they get to Tower, this gigantic tall dude, and he just starts whacking them with those pads. They're just completely wrecked. And they do, um, they do like after each challenge, little interviews with each uh, challenger, and. This one in particular, it was like, yeah, uh, uh, um, yeah, 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 uh, Vulcan, uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's a big boy, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was just like promos like that, and yeah, that's why um, more often than not, uh, they do backstage promos in wrestling, and they don't like straight after a match interview someone. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> second challenge of the night was the pyramid, where both uh, challenges go at the same time. So they're starting on opposite ends of this pyramid with two gladiators guarding the top. They have to climb up the pyramid within 60 seconds to win. This one yeah. was tough. Yeah, this one's just brutal. This is just full-on like amateur wrestling on an incline <laughs> where's kurt angle dude like yeah this would suck because you and the gladiators on this one like in particular like the blokes it was um taipan and i think i think it was taipan and hammer who uh like yeah i, I do remember as a kid loving uh taipan because he had long black hair, and as a kid, I always wanted to grow my hair long. Um, anyway, uh, like, the agility and the strength involved to do this, I think it would be even tougher for the gladiators that they have to, like, run down this steep incline and then stop on a dime to try to chase after the other person, because all their momentum's going straight down. Yeah, that's true too. Um, Got to be tough on the knees. <laughs> in the women's one, Gina gets away from it might have been flame. But instead of bracing up the tower, 
she decides to go around to the other side to meet the other gladiator head on and gets caught. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gina um, made a few silly decisions in this one. Um, she, she described herself as an adrenaline junkie and a bit of a risk taker. She takes a few risks in this episode, poor Gina. Yeah, so after two games, Gina leads uh, 5-0 for the women, while uh, in the men's one, Clinton ends up getting away, climbing up the tower to push the bun, so uh, he gets the full 10 points there. Meanwhile, Howard gets none, so he's leading uh, 10-0 after their first two games. Yeah, Howard's looking like a massive goober at this point. (laughs) Goober? Isn't that a... Good boy. Uh, yes. <laughs> Do you remember their third challenge, Alex? Uh, was that Powerball or was that... Um... No, that's on Thursdays, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't remember if its name. It's Powerball, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically... There's Powerball five... on Thursdays. I forgot about lottery draws. <laughs> it's, it's 60 million. Oh man! If I Does it still show up on TV? <laughs> yeah, it comes up during like Home and Away or something. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Right Who before Pop Prom, Possum tucks you into bed. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's <laughs> going to Australia next, that's that's probably going to be it because we are talking WWA soon. So I'm guessing we're going to be taking some inspiration from. Uh, what they had, but going to a different children's character of Australia. Yes, yes. Uh, the fruits in suits. <laughs> uh, talk about that soon. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Powerball, there's basically five bins on this basketball court. It's, uh, I think it was two points if you got in one of the outer four bins, but three if you got in the centre one, and there's three gladiators, and the two challengers are going at the same time, so like uh, one challenge is red, the other challenge is blue. Uh, this is the first episode of this entire series in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> if you're uh, somebody at Channel 7 and you get this tape and you're watching, do you go, hmm, maybe this wasn't a good idea to commission so many episodes? Maybe, maybe. The Powerball one I remember as a kid I always hated. Yeah, it's quite uh, physical. If anyone's seen the Survivor Challenges where they've got to wrestle the ball from uh, out in the water to the hoop, it's sort of like this, but on dry land. So you're landing pretty much on concrete, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. With it's a just, thin mat over the concrete. It's just pretty much a rugby drill. Yeah, kind of. A full contact rugby drill, basically. <laughs> Like, they are just running straight into each other. This stuff's intense on this one. I got really excited when I saw the name pop up, Powerball, because I remember one one of the challenges as a kid, like, watching this, was there was another one with a giant ball, and they're like rats in a little ball, and they have to push it around. Do you remember that one? It was a giant steel ball and the challengers have to get it in it. It sounds familiar, but I can't remember its name. Yeah, yeah, me neither. And that's not really important. But yeah, I was hoping it would be that one because I always thought it was funny because they look like little like rats or like gerbils or 
ferrets or something in one of those little exercise balls. <laughs> um, so at one point, Gina's tackled out over the sideline and she's like signaling to the referee and the referee calls for the medical staff to come over and uh, the game ends. They both get uh, two points. So Gina's leading 7-2 after three games. But she's taken off on a stretcher and like it's said that she's like done her ankle so she probably won't come back. Yeah, she ends up like doing an interview an interview and saying, Oh yeah, I've snapped my ankle a little bit. <laughs> uh, like I, I don't think that's what happened because you wouldn't be standing if you quote unquote snapped your ankle a little bit, but I just loved her choice of words for that. Yeah, snapped me ankle a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's uh sort of taken off and it's um questioning later in the show if she's going to come back at all yeah um, work or a shoot <laughs> because because this is kind of like textbook baby face booking though yeah uh meanwhile the men they both fail to score meaning they're still on zero points each uh clinton <laughs> leading 10 nil because he won pyramid after three yeah. games uh following that was the uh where are my notes? Do, do, do. It's a hit and run after that, where they've got to cross this uh, rope bridge, and for every successful crossing, they get uh, they get two points. Yeah. They have uh, 30 seconds to go as many times as they like, but uh, once they're knocked off, they lose. Um, that's the end of their run. Yeah, this was another one of those, as a kid, that I was like, Oh man, I'd love to try that. It looks fun. Yeah, it's one of those ones that looks um looks pretty fun. Yeah, it looks relatively harmless. And yeah, uh, Heather has her go and then Gina comes back out saying her tape her ankles all taped up, so she's gonna give it a go. The crowd's all cheering her on as well, so And then Gina kills it on this one, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she uh, certainly smashes this one out of the park. As um, pull up. Well, that's why I wonder, work or a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after uh, that one, Gina got eight, Heather got two, leading. Gina leads fifteen four after four games. Uh, meanwhile, over in the uh, the men's, neither men uh, was able to score a point, meaning Clinton still leads. Uh, 10-0. As we're going to the uh, the final obstacle, Alex, were you a big fan of this one? The Eliminator. It's a total elimination. <laughs> total elimination. Um, yeah, I, I always enjoyed this one as a kid too. Like, this was like, oh, this is such a deep cut reference that I doubt any of our listeners would get. But you will. You will, Chris. Oh, no. This is, like, this is like going a 15-mile creek back in the day and they have that little obstacle course and you climb up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Remember 15-mile creek? I guarantee Warwick listening will get that reference as well. Surely he went to 15-mile creek too. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, probably. Did... Did, did the uh, primary guys go there, or was it just us fairies? <laughs> yeah, probably. 
Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Nose. Um, so they've got to go uh, up and down over hurdles, then climb uh, um, like a rope pull to climb up to a platform to use monkey bars. Once they get over the monkey bars, they've got to uh, go over a balance beam rolling log, then climb a cargo net. Once they climb the cargo net, they're going to zip line down. Then when they land on the zip line, they're going to climb over a balance beam, climb up a descending escalator, and then do a rope swing through a, a crepe paper banner to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, on the other side, it's like, congratulations, Craig Bradley, 200 games. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's 95. Carlton won the premiership. <laughs> yeah, against two. Geelong. I remember watching that at home. Dad was in the truck and I, and dad was um dad had just got cuz it's the mid 90s. He just got one of those Optus phones installed into the truck. It had like a little curly wire, a big and the big like Paul Heyman headset on it, the Paul Dangerous Paul E Dangerously headset. Anyway, yeah. dad's like dad called me up and he's like I don't want you to talk to me. Just put, just let me know what's going on on the game every every few minutes. Let me this. Let me know the score because my radio reception isn't working out here because it was driving somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Queensland. <laughs> and so, but somehow I was able to get like mo- mobile phone reception. So it was like, yeah, you just let me know the score. <laughs> And I just remember being so excited. I was dressed head to toe. Anyway, 1995. <laughs> Gladiators also happened. Fun. Um, <laughs> now, Gina actually comes back broken ankle and all and uh, wins this for the females, meaning she'll qualify for that year's uh, quarterfinals. Yep. Um I don't know if it's just the wrestling person in me, but that's what I'm saying, man. Shoot or a work. Like, the, it is reality TV after all. Maybe reality TV at this point in time isn't that tampered with. But, oh, come on, man. This was just too convenient. Um, yeah, yeah, Gina got the big baby face comeback win. I loved it. I thought it was great. What about uh, over in the men's bracket, uh, Howard and Clinton, where Clinton's got a, uh, I think it's a five-second head start because of his 10 points, and he's, like, cruising through this course. Howard's just going at his own pace, mind his own business. Clinton <laughs> yeah. sort of stumbles on the balance beam, and Howard goes, hey, Yowen, gets past him and wins. And it's just like, what? Yeah. Another reason to question the validity and legitimacy of this because Howard sucked all game long and then just happens to Bradbury his way into winning this. Wait, is that before Bradbury? This is before Bradbury. (laughs) So, like, when Bradbury did it, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's doing a Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Speaking of... uh... Big phones. You've already 
uh, spoken about them, but <laughs> yes. I was going to say, did you capture the uh, sponsor for the time period? Yes, Optus. Um, it that's. I was trying not to spoil it too much, but that's exactly the sort of phone Dad had wired up in his cabin of the truck. Like that's exactly what it looked like. And it had a little like hook attached on the dashboard, so we could just rest it on the dashboard of his truck. Oh man, um, very nineties. Also, the other prizes that that CD player, the five disc changing <laughs> sound system, um, and oh, a selection of CDs like a Tina Arena. Tina Arena was on there. Yeah. Oh man, that album cover, like. Yeah, I just re- <laughs> remember, like, occasionally in the mail, you'd get these, like, catalogs where you could just, like, pick all these CDs and you just pay a certain amount of dollars a month. And that that CD was always on sale everywhere you went. Like, yeah. Um, so the funny thing about that sound system... Oh, gosh. <laughs> My parents had that one. <laughs> but that it looks exact so one. good. Uh, which is like, it's very high tech in 1995. My parents uh, got it in 1999, I believe. So it wasn't that high tech when we got it. But <laughs> the funny fact is, it is still in my parents' lounge room to this day. <laughs> Um, the next time I go there, I might have to take a photo for Instagram. Um, yeah, that exact sound system still sits there. It's more so just a something to put stuff on top of now. <laughs> it's not like they use it. It's just there because it's always been there. Ah, uh, well. Yeah. Very. Yeah, that that like blew my mind when I saw that. It made me so happy. Oh, or you could win a car. What was it? The um, Sonata. Say Sonata. Yeah. It's the great like, Sonata. Yes. Um, what was it? The Hyundai, Hyundai Sonata. Is that it? Anyway, it was one of those cars. That it, and these cars show up and they're like, these brand new cars. And it's just, <laughs> oh, what, it is. And it's Sonata. Just, yeah, and it's one of those cars that you see all around. You see around, and you always think like that car's just. It's just one of those cars you see around that's always like a oh that old bomb of a car. That <laughs> car. Or like yeah, if it's if it's a bit banged up, oh yeah, that's a old bomb. But more often than not, you see it like. In pretty mint condition with a box of tissues on the back seat. Um, yeah, it's just like that old person's car that they got it like 25 years ago and they've probably done like maybe 10,000 Ks in it, just going to the shops and back. Um, yeah, it was just really mind blowing to see, like, oh, check out this brand new car. And it's just this car that I've seen around all my life is like, Oh, that old car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't exactly uh, the nicest looking car, was it? <laughs> no, it's no Holden Barina. 
I was hoping they'd have something like that, like an old Barina or something. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you want to take a guess how uh, Gina and Howard went in their quarterfinals? Uh, not very well, if I recall correctly. <laughs> so, uh, Howard ended up losing to, I think that's Brett. R-H-E-T-T. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, in the women's semi-final, of, uh, quarter-final, sorry, of that leg, uh, Tiana lost to Gina's replacement. Because Gina got it. Gina's injury wasn't a work. It was a shoot. God damn it. <laughs> Fernanda. I think that's how you pronounce her first name. F-E-R-N-A-N-D-A. Oh, I thought you said Hamada. Awesome Kong's tag team partner. Is <laughs> <laughs> good. Is good, is good. Um, man, just watching this just, like, gave me this warm sense of feeling of the 90s, like, growing up in the 90s. I think we grew up in a pretty cool time. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, should I let them know where we're going next and then sign off? Oh, beer rating, beer rating. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a six for me, mate. It's a six for me always. It's Gladiators. Uh, yeah, four. It was an easy watch. It was something fun to watch that I haven't watched in a while, but am I going to go and chuck it on every day? No. We we might have to watch UK Gladiators one day and check out a gladiator named um I forgot his name, but uh future Brutus Magnus on Gladiators. Oh my god, it's Brutus Magnus. Yeah. <laughs> uh maybe. Maybe. Uh now where are we going next? Oh, it's my choice. Alex. Are you excited for where is its name? It is on the ABC iView. It is Old People's Homes for Four-Year-Olds, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm excited to watch something that I have absolutely no idea about. So I had no idea this thing existed. I barely know what it's about. Think just mass, excited. but it's an actual social experiment. Yeah, right. I'm just excited to watch something with completely fresh eyes. Yeah, I'm I'm keen. Maybe I, I like it when you suggest me things that I have no real idea about because it could be a chance of, oh, there's something new I like. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with that being said, uh, where can the good humans find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at FreezeAlex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, WrestlingOzStyle. And you can find Chris at... at I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Oddstyle archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling, Rap Wednesday on YouTube, or using the RSS feed found in the show notes below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Uh, nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
Ready? Oh my god. What is Fruity is Alex doing in the gladiator zone? Oh man, I, I I'd sign up for it now. I'm <laughs> not in shape would. for it. I'm not in shape for it, but I'd I'd take a beating. I'll take a few bumps. <laughs> Fair enough. Um yeah. Sure. Let's sign Alex up. Um we can get him signed up with his good mate of the show, uh Warwick. Yeah, get you signed up to the uh, the training school, and uh, then you'll be ready for when Gladiators comes back in another few years, maybe even. Or Ninja Warrior. We'll send you off to Ninja Warrior. Hey, is that because I'm Asian? <laughs> and cancelled. And cancelled. Anyway, humans, have a lovely time. Listen to your to your closest Tina Arena CD you got near you and just kick back, enjoy the smooth sounds of your five-disc changing surround sound.